It may be sunny in LA, but I stay bringing the shade. You think you have me figured out? Until you don't. This is Black Reality Kiki with AJ. And your girl, Fresha. We're getting into season 14 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's all about the shade, the drama, and the slays. Come, Come take, take a, a BRK. BRK. Fresh, we are back with episode one Someone. of the season 14 of Real Housewives of Atlanta, sis. We're officially in the season. Feels good to be here. We are here. We are in Atlanta with our favorite peaches. Mm-hmm. And first off, let me just say, I'm excited. I am too. Because I've been waiting. Um, Rahop, Real Housewives of Potomac, seemed like it went off forever ago. And we got Portia's show, and we got Candy and the gang, and those are great. Phenomenal. We love those ladies. But there's something about our classic Real Housewives of Atlanta divas that just get me going. Something about those Georgia peaches. Those Georgia peaches, the shade, like just all of it. So I'm excited. I don't know about you. I'm very excited. Yeah, no, I feel like we have started off the season strong. It was a cute intro. We really got to see... A little bit about the newcomers, those who are coming back. So you ready to get started with today's recap? Yes. All right, honey. So, well, first things first, let's get into the opening because I always feel like where they are in the opening, what they're wearing, where they're standing really is done very strategically on the producer's part. Absolutely. Yeah. So we open up with Candy. Okay. Miss Burris Tucker. Honey, she is starting off the season. She And honestly, she deserves this first spot because she has been there since day two, technically, because it was season two. But she's been here for a long time, so she's finally getting her due diligence. She's finally getting, you know, sort of a spotlight, if you will. So she started out, and then obviously all the other girls roll into play. But then in the lineup, we noticed that Marlo and Kenya are in the center. Yes. What are your thoughts? Yes. What are your thoughts? So I find that very, first of all, these taglines are fire. Like, I love candies. What is it? Don't skip a beat or a bag because that is fact. Yes. Very 100% fact. I love Marlo's. Shout out to, we shouted out the peach juice last time. She said, Mm -hmm. I had the juice, but now I got my peach. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe Kenya said that I am the moment. Something to that effect, which I absolutely love. Of course. Which is a very, that's a very King and More thing to of say. Of course. Drew shouted <laughs> out the edges. Like, it was just a very well-rounded intro, and the taglines were chef's kiss. I will yeah. say that, am I surprised that Marlo is in the center with Kenya, although she's a newcomer? Absolutely not. Marlo Hampton is big main character energy. We know, Bravo knows. She is going to be on that center stage and she's going to bring the entertainment this season. Candy, OG, she's been in the game, but like we've discussed before, she really likes to keep the peace. So it made sense that she was a little bit, you know, a little bit off center. Having Kenya and Marlo as those core main characters is kind of, you know, sets the scene for how the season will will, uh, play out. Yeah, I agree. And even our new girl, Sonia, you know, she wanted to let us know that she'd be running track, you know, that she may be- gold medalist. Okay. Okay, okay. She's new. She's fresh. But this is her first time at the rodeo. So she's here. And I'm excited to see what she brings to to the table as well. So overall, the opening was good. I'm happy with the way the ladies look. They look expensive, which is important. You always got to look expensive, yes. 
Absolutely. So then the episode starts with our lovely dancer, okay? Give it up to Miss Kenya Moore doing her eight counts on Dancing with the Stars. Listen, Man, the way it. she was hitting them spins. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. I was honestly very, very impressed. I mean, I didn't watch her on Dancing with the Stars, but mm-hmm. I know that she made it pretty far. And every now and again, she went viral on social media for her performances. So it was good that they opened the season with that, seeing Kenya really succeeding in other areas of her business. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I'll even let the bypass of the ashy feet pass by, even though she's calling everybody else ashy. Okay, I really wanted to call this out how, and we see this throughout like the first episode, how they have Mm -hmm. that kind of callback to previous seasons, previous iconic moments, one of which being the I met by Ashy. (laughs) It just felt like, it felt like a nod to the true fans, right? The folks like us who have been watching since season one, who really have picked up all of the gems along the way and can attribute Mm -hmm. to any of those kind of, you know, um, references that they may drop. So I was here for the bye, Ashy, 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 Ashy. I think that's how it went. Yeah, it was honestly really <laughs> cute. And I think it does a really good job at doing a wink, at, at having a wink to like old school Real Housewives of Atlanta. And it sort of segued into this first scene really well because, you know, you see the OGs together again. Like you see Candy here, you see Kenya here, you see Marlo entering, even though, you know, originally she was a friend of the show, now she's a housewife. And then, of course, you see Miss Whitfield back on the scene. And so I I love how the producers, you know, did that wink back to those past scenes because it also gave you this feeling of nostalgia. Absolutely. And I think it was done intentionally as well because it's like, look, we know things have changed. We know we have a new cast, but it's still Rahua. We're still here for a good laugh, a good kiki. And so I thought it was so, so, so cute, honey. And all the ladies look good. Those faces touched <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> Very much touched. Okay. Giving... Very much up tight pulled up and it's stuck up and it's stuck absolutely honey. so yeah they look really good yeah they do honey marlo patrice hampton has officially entered the chat i mean marlo has given us years of entertainment she is a true legend in the game mm-hmm. when it comes to the rahua franchise i'm really excited to see her like you said reunited with these girls that she obviously has had long-standing friendships with some love some hate some drama um so yeah it was a great scene it was also great to see again just going back to kenya hearing a little bit more about where she's at with you know her divorce but not really you know um this dancing with the stars competition that she's competing in she seems like she's stepping into a new chapter we've got miss sheree whitfield who we haven't seen for the past couple seasons so good to see what her new tea is and then honey miss candy burris tucker up there just collecting a check as she always does honey it was cute to see candy in this environment mm-hmm. too because i feel like yes she's an og but she's sort of always took the back seat in my opinion mm-hmm. to you know the the chaos and the drama and the extraness of Nini and Kim and Portia and so it's interesting seeing Candy in this experience and or in this environment if you will of like being one of the bosses even though she's always been the boss and it's sort of cool but I do hope that it sort of pushes her to give us a little bit more like a little bit more shade I get it she wants to be the mediator she wants things to be chill and there not to be much conflict but it's still real household it is so like you have to come up with some sort of like oh I know that's right and she will read you ever 
ever so slightly. But I think now that sh that she's you know in the circle with the Kenyas and the Marlowe, she's gonna have to hold her own. So I'm excited to see where she takes this season, honey. You know what I want to talk about? Oh God, who? You better call Tyrone. <laughs> we get a little bit. Call so i just enjoyed that little hot seat moment where sheree was kind of diving a little bit what i liked about that scene point blank period is that we got a little bit of a taste right like mm. across the four women where they are in their lives um specifically for miss sheree whitfield we see we hear a little bit about jail bay aka tyrone there's some facetime action in the clip included so yeah i think there's a lot to work with it, it it's a good kickoff to the show to the to the episode yeah. Yeah, it was a really good kickoff. And then after that, we went straight to Miss Marlo Patrice's humble abode, and she was in full-on Monty mode. Now, first things first, we have to talk about Marlo has been very vulnerable these days in social media, specifically with, like, you know, her hair treatment and that journey. And so not only was she being open about that and talking about replacing those follicles and that procedure and what she went through regarding that, but she's also opening up about, you know, bringing in her nephews and that, mm -hmm. you know, their mother is not in the best case. She is on drugs. And the fact that, you know, it started off as a very small thing, but now it turned into her literally being the caregiver and there and, and what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the she's, chaperone. She's there. She, yeah, she's there. But listen, a guardian, word. guardian. She's literally her nephew's guardian mm -hmm. now. And so that's a huge, a huge thing for her to take on. And so we see her all the way into it, right? We see her waking them up. She's brushing her teeth, right. honey, telling them to get out the bed, cooking them breakfast. Like, it is a really different aspect of Marlo that I knew we would see, but to actually see them engaging and to see the nephews also engaging, which I think is interesting because typically when you look at reality TV and you see kids, kids are either play along or they won't say anything. Like, they'll be quiet the whole time yeah. on camera, basically. Yeah. But I feel like their interactions on camera seem very genuine. Like, it seemed like they were just talking to their Muncie. They were just asking questions. They were throwing shade back and forth to each other. Like, it didn't seem like she was putting on for the camera. Absolutely. And, and so what were your thoughts on that? Because I enjoy seeing Sis. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like this road to the peach for Marlo has been just that, like a journey. I feel like, you know, she's a, it seems as though she's in a place, she's at a place in her life where it's not just about the fashions and it's not just about the billionaires. It There's more substance that she can share with the world on the show. So, I mean, it was extremely admirable. It's really heartbreaking to hear about the situation for her nephews and the relationship with their mother and her having to step in. It gives her, like you said, that air of vulnerability just humanizes her a bit more. And so she can be known for more than just a $10,000 outfit. But we live mm -hmm. for that part, though. I was going to say that, but don't get it twisted. The $10,000 outfit is very much present. We need okay? that piece still. But, you know. Inclusive of the bedazzled antlers that were in this space as well. You know what? I... <laughs> Why does Marlo or anyone for the matter own a pair of bedazzled antlers in their And home? where can I find a pair? Because clearly I'm not doing it right. Uh, honey, it's giving accessory for spring and summer. That's what the antlers are antlers, You might need to call Santa to get them reindeers. Honey, Rudolph. Mm -hmm. Lord. Cupid and Dasher and Daughter and Blitzen. 
Honey, not Rudolph the Bedazzled Reindeer 2022, child. Lord have mercy. That's the next trend. But yes, I agree. We're getting a different side for her, but the fashions are still there. And honey, we saw it in the confessional look. Did you see that pink? That Was that Vintage Chanel or something? That blazer situation with the blonde bob? It was real. Bobbiana with the middle part. Yeah, that was cute. Okay. Cute as heck. I honestly, that was like, as I was watching, I wasn't really picking up on confessional looks because i just feel like you know i'm excited i'm watching the new <clears throat> episode but that look specifically like it struck me i was like okay marlo hampton has arrived marlo patrice hampton has arrived so i'm just all here for it yeah same same so honey after we leave marlo we take a step into the newbie pool and we go visit our new girls and first up we have miss sadora now i just want everyone to give a round of applause because Miss Sedora's wigs this season, they're plucked. It, they're plucked. It was, I mean, you know what it is? I was watching the scene with her and Ralph driving to the gym. The first question in my head mm -hmm. is, why do you have on a brand new perched wig and you're about to go work out, whatever. But then they flash yeah. back to last season and where she was wearing her quarantine wig. And if I hadn't seen it before, as far as the quality issues across the board in the wig department for Miss Sedora. I saw it in that scene. I said, oh, okay, I see the side-by-side -side comparison where we were and where we are. That has been mm -hmm. a journey. And for that, we have to applaud because that piece, that she, she was sitting right. It really was. And you could tell that she heard the fans. She saw the tweets. She's like, look, y'all, I know, catch me slipping this season. So a round of applause to you, Drew. Thank you so much for helping us with that. The budget got a, but the then, budget got a little bit bigger, I'm sure, the bag. The budget did, the budget, budget did get bigger. And so Drew and Ralph are riding their way to the gym, and they meet none other than our new housewife of the season, Miss Sonya. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think there was a little shade thrown, and I'm not mad at the shade because T fill me in, I had the same question. The shade where Sonya is like dropping what with Drew because she can't even do a squat. Ooh. And in all honesty, I have to be honest. And I don't knock anyone's hustle. I don't knock anyone's, you know, grind. We all out here trying to have a side hustle, a side gig. So I'm all for it. But when did Drew become like this nutritionist, this trainer, this workout person like i don't know it's just not adding up to me like i get it yes your husband is very built and very in right. shape and he used to be a football player right. and that's great and she well, also apparently, apparently had football like this. player but not on the team honey, but not later, honey. <laughs> okay it was giving bench warmer i mean anyway. no shade no shade no shade no shade right. no shade because it was it was a you know a great a d1 university so maze balls to that but my question is, same thing that Sion was wondering, like, is this for a front? Like, are you truly dropping it with Drew or are you just doing it just for the lights? Because the proof is in the pudding. And if you were truly dropping it with Drew, you wouldn't have been struggling at the gym with Sion and her husband. Well, you know, first of all, you know what I first thought about when I saw dropping it with Drew? Or was it drop drop it with Drew? Dropping it with Drew? One of the two. All of the above. See, all of the above. Exactly. I said, are we getting a donkey booty part three? Ooh. Call Fei Fei, honey. Listen, I was like, okay, I see her getting into the fitness world. But you know what? 
remember I made the comment last episode, if you if, if you mm. listened to our first episode, I said my specific, at least my humble opinion is when you're put in this position, right? Like you're a housewife, you are gaining fans or, or followers or I don't know, all of the above, take the opportunity and mold it and make it make sense for you and your brand. Like it seems mm-hmm. like Drew is re- recognizing the opportunity that she has being on cast as Real Housewives of Atlanta. But I don't know if dropping it with Drew is the right brand or brand direction for Miss Drew Sedora. If you ask me what lane she should be going in, I don't know that I have an answer for you, but I don't know if this is the one. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think, I understand the wellness piece. And I think that's so important specifically for, you know, mothers, um, um, wives that, you know, are in relationships and are dealing with these men like Ralph, who in my opinion just ain't shit, but we'll get, get to that in a few. It's important to, you know, for, mothers and wives to have that wellness aspect to be able to you know pour into themselves to be healthy and have that journey but i just think for her it just seems very random as it's leaning in towards like the workout piece specifically with the husband now granted i have not really dove into the drop it with drew and so i honestly right. should do my homework and truly get into it before I um, get given an opinion. But what I will say is that if you're going to bring yourself anything dealing with like wellness, health, workout, things of that nature, you have to be prepared and you also need to make sure that you're walking the walk and talking the talk. Yeah. And so to Sonya's point, I understand her confusion, you know, when you're working out with her and it's just, it, it, seems, it seems like something is off. Yeah, I mean, I just really want her. I think, honestly, she's still a newbie. Obviously, this is her second season, but I think I I saw something once upon a time. I don't know who, I don't remember who said or where I saw it. But once upon a time, I saw something or or read something or watched something that said it. Honestly, I think I feel like it was great Kenya Moore as, as we know her. She said it takes two to three seasons for you to really find your footing as a housewife. And that means, Mm -hmm. you know, probably establishing your point of view, establishing your friendships or relationships with your castmates, developing businesses and a brand identity or a brand direction based on you know, your your slot on the show. So I feel like we're seeing Drew in her sophomore year. She's not quite a freshman, but she's still got a little bit of learning to do. So for that, I'll give her a little bit of grace. At least the wig has improved. Honey, the wig has improved <laughs> drastically. And honestly, she looked good she did. too. Like she her, her entrance look looked she good. She puts a smile yeah. on my face. She does. I mean, to be Same. honest, she she feels very real. Like if if you were to throw me on Rahua, like I feel like I would probably be most similar to like a Drew, um, mm-hmm. personality wise, and just you know trying to keep it real, but trying to like you know stand up for myself too in a way that she does on the show. That's like okay, okay, girl, you might be doing too much, but I, I feel you because you don't want to feel look like you're getting bullied on national television. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I really do appreciate meeting Sonya and her husband honey he is fine also <laughs> nfl player you know husband really, my heart beats for them for that for that for her and her husband we don't know much about her we don't know about any anything about him but the fact that they met in school in the cafeteria mm-hmm. they were both student athletes and then they reached like epic success in their sport it's like it's mm-hmm. just a love story you know woven into success and just I'm all the way here for that. 
all the way here for it. Yeah, I agree. I feel like they genuinely love each other. And the fact that not only is your husband an NFL football vet, but you also are an Olympic gold medalist. I mean, that's a flex, bro. Like, what did that's she say? She very said iconic. Four time. No, she was like, yeah, she was like four time gold medalist. And the producer was like, oh, I thought it was three gold and one bronze. She said, oh, no, it's four gold, one bronze. We don't talk about the we bronze. We don't count the bronze. I said, okay. I said, I know that's right, sis. Put that bronze to the side, honey. We all in the gold. Gold. Yeah, she had some insane record for fastest four by, don't get me to lying, but you know, she holds some record for the fastest woman in, in the world. So we love that for her. Now, which, I just got a real quick, are you about to go? Go into Sonya or someone else? I was about to go into Drew and the assistant bitch. Okay, <laughs> one quick question before we leave Sonya. Would you say that Sonya is the first Atlanta housewife that actually had, dare I say, a career? Um, outside outside of like the arts, outside of like acting. Well, Phaedra was an attorney, attorney so you did at have large. Attorney, but but everyone else, I feel like you know, whereas you know, a plus one or it was like an actor, uh, someone in the media industry. But to have a professional athlete as a housewife, that's a pretty big deal. No, that's a very big deal. And what I also love about her and her introduction is there it there are established relationships with between her and women in the group. So I think we hear that she has the same hairstylist as Candy. Her and Drew, obviously, there was something. You know, it's, you know, those scenes where literally housewives are meeting for the first time. Like you Mm -hmm. can literally see it and it's like, you Mm -hmm. can like, it's palpable. Like you can, it's Mm -hmm. obvious. I didn't feel that way with her. It felt way more organic, which I always appreciate. Yeah, for sure. So I'm excited to get into Sonya. We get a little preview into her family. You know, I think her husband wants a kid, but she is not really quite ready for that. So I'm excited to see where this season takes us and to dive more and get get to know her a little bit more. Absolutely. For sure. So getting back to Drew, because obviously after the workout scene, we went into Sonya's home with her family a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and then we go to Drew's home and we sort of talked about the Drew and Rav situation at the workout, but we didn't really get too deep into it until we got to the house. And so we enter Drew's home. We're having a meal prep night, if you will. She's inviting the ladies over to do meal prep with her, which is different, unique, but it's new for drop it with Drew. Right. So we're going to give it to her. But here we get more into what's really been going on with Drusadora during the offseason and it sounds like what's going to also be the angle of her story arc this season which is none other than Raph and his bitch assness if you ask me okay <laughs> I am really just concerned for why I mean it's one thing to like like if you think about Candy and Todd it's one thing to disagree about work-life balance right like being a mom and like trying, but trying to provide for your family and your partner having a say in how much you work or versus how much time you spend with the family. Um, it's another thing when there just are very obvious fidelity issues, like continuous fidelity issues. I mean, it's like awkward to watch. Like last season, of course, we had the trip, the mysterious trip to Tampa that we mm-hmm. still don't know where Mr. Ralph was or what he was up to. This season, in the first episode, mind you, we learned that he was texting his female assistant and he, she offered him a massage behind Drew's back. 
Like, first things first, why does your assistant feel like she has the right or the ability and the permission and the outright gumption? Ooh. Is that a word? Gumption. Gumption. Mm-hmm, with a P. The right gumption to quite literally text her boss, who is also someone's husband, that you need a massage or that I would give you a massage. Like, girl, if you if he said that his back was hurting, you should have been like, okay, here is a list of resources of massage therapists or, or spas that you can go book. Or I can also book for you. Let me know the time that you would like. Like, very much, I am your assistant. So the fact that she even felt like she could do that lets me know that there has been other dialogue. It lets me know that this was probably some sort of relationship or interaction that had been already present between him and his assistant, which is why she felt the need that she could text him like that. Because I find it very hard to believe that just someone is going to randomly text this man that's supposed to be his assistant, oh, I could give you a massage. Like, what is this? What kind of assistance we got going on down there in Atlanta? Because the assistants up here in New York, that's not how they do First of all, okay. they need to call HR on that girl. Because Period. that uh, blurry line, I mean, it's it's it doesn't even exist in this scenario. What I will also point out for you and to everyone listening, did we peep how Sanya, so is it Sanya or Sonya? Sonya. Okay, uh-uh, I'm gonna need for you to put some respect on my gold medal. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Miss Miss Ross, please don't, please don't, please don't come for me. Miss <laughs> Sonya, did you peep how she collected the bone from the gym tea and brought it to the food prep tea with Candy sitting right there. So what ha- what had happened was she knows how to continue that storyline, right? She knows how to continue the conversation. Who's to say Drew was going to bring that up during that meal prep scene where Candy was not at the gym, right? So now she has to catch her up. Then we see Ralph walk in, step into the conversation. I mean, it was actually quite masterful how that all kind of played out. So now they're grilling him in real time. You have Drew standing there kind of contradicting what he's saying and how he's trying to play it off. It was quite masterful how we we went, we jumped scene and the, the conversation continued. That's what I loved. It was definitely a great addition for me. And I was like, thank you, Sonya, for bringing that up because I was also curious and I'm glad Candy was sort of there to call Raph out on his BS in which they asked the right questions. What was your response? What did you right. say to Ogre? Right. And he brushed it off. He's like, oh, men don't respond to that. That is some massage. It was a throwaway bullshit. comment. Something like that. Such a throwaway comment. Like, what the fuck? Like, if this is your wife, if you have a wife and your assistant is quite literally blatantly disrespecting you, your wife, and your marriage, you are to acknowledge that and then fire him. Fire her, excuse me. And in all honesty, I would not be surprised if Raph did not fire that woman and if she don't come back later on in the season. It just makes me sad. And I hate that for Drew. <laughs> it makes I hate me that, really I hate sad. that so much for Drew. Because I just feel like I, like I said, and like I will continue to preach, I love seeing kind of the whole picture of the housewives, like their lives and, and everything that's going on. But when we, I mean, the first time was already awkward. Now we got this texting the assistant for it's just it just makes me remember and do you remember she mentioned too she went up she she ran away from home she this girl ran to chicago i will say if nothing else it seems as though it comes off that they're willing to 
be very candid about, you know, their journey through therapy and trying to reconcile as husband and wife because, you know, it's, I mean, it's a different game, right? Marriage versus unmarried. I really want more for Ralph because he has an excellent hairline, um, a really strong body. Um, Honey, fine. <laughs> Honey, he is fine. Okay. I want better for both of them, and I do appreciate them oh, bearing, Mr. bearing Ralph. it all. Mr. Mr. Ralph. But he ha he really does have to do better because this it's unacceptable. I don't want this to be the I don't want this to be the arc of Drew's demise nor her relationship. But I will say we have to keep in mind that they didn't know each other long before getting. Oh married. yeah, they did. You know what we need to start ranking the the Ooh. eight the most the most eight shit house husbands because right now mm. I think Apollo is number one and okay. Ralph is inching his way to the top and it's only his second season like at least apollo gave it to season three or four for him to get locked up like he was straight well the kenya piece was messy but yeah yeah i'm because keeping my eye on, I'm keeping my eye on that ralph man i'm keeping my eye you can definitely keep your eye out for ralph because he's for sure going in as the top three worst house husbands as of he now and i need him to retract because they're still married honey <laughs> all the other all the other bad husbands are gone Honey, we need him to redirect before Drew kick his ass to the curve, which I want to be And you know what's funny, too? He, what's that? He makes Peter Thomas look like a damn saint. Honey, St. Peter? That's it. St. Peter in the building. Honey, Ralph Lord is really mercy. working hard to take that number one spot. That's all I'm saying. We have to stay tuned yeah. for the remainder of the season. Hopefully he turns it around. Hopefully the narrative starts begins to shift because I feel like season one did just that, right? We we come out the gate with Tampa like God, like oh that's awkward. Mm -hmm. By the end, you know he started turn they they started to turn the narrative. Season two, here we go again, out the gate, texting his assistant for an, like I'm hoping I'm trying to see the best in, in everybody involved. But he, Mr. Ralph Sedora, he is making our friend Peter Thomas look like Saint. Peter when it comes to house husbands and that's saying a lot I know he really is but I have faith in them I have faith in Drew like love her to death I do think that they're gonna get it together and we're gonna keep praying for them honey therapy is a godsend and they're in they therapy, are in therapy so, so that we're gonna hope that it turns it's around. a beautiful piece of the story is that at least you know it seems like they are dealing with it in a healthy way question mark mm -hmm. but again I think we have to stay tuned to really get that tea exactly exactly all right so finally we get to our premiere event of the season and of course Marlo fucking Hampton is hosting. She sure is. And she, she sends out these invitations via the computer. <laughs> which Not via the computer, literally the computer. If it's a video, like, if you were going to send people out, I, I would have, like, maybe sent people out with some sort of other favor. And then a QR, a QR code was in, on, in the invitation, and then you scanned it, and it's a video. Yes, like, had the beautiful I've, model deliver, hand deliver the invite, yeah. and then you go into, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the coming up with the MacBook holding it was, to Kenya's point, a little bit bougetto. How did she let that girl know? She said, that's not nice. I was weak. <laughs> She's like, no, I mean, you know, like, I was weak at that. That... <laughs> It was it was cute though. Like I'm shout out to Marlo for being the first event of the mm -hmm. season and honey. We arrived to the event and it really is star studded. You have Angela Simmons in the building. You have one of my favorite socialites of Atlanta, Alonzo, honey. What's his name? Alonzo Arnold, Arnold honey. Alonzo Arnold. 
just a round of applause for Alonzo Arnold, honey, because Alonzo Arnold is iconic, iconic. okay? Truly. Fashions. And I always thought that he was low-key related to Marlo because they sort of favor. <laughs> you stupid. I never picked that up, but... No, I love, I mean, as we start to just like pick apart the event or just talk through it, I love how there were, and this is like, it like thumbs up to the production. Um, I just love how they called out everyone, not everyone, but folks who were in the room. I think that was very smart. Um, it shows that Rahua is like seriously a main staple throughout like the Atlanta scene, the Atlanta just overall pop culture, like it's very relevant. I think Life Skin Keisha was in the building. Of course, we had Miss Claire Solners, which is iconic. Fashion Bomb Daily was in the building. That's that I loved. I loved how they, I think there are a few other folks in the room, stylists, bloggers, etc. I loved how they they called out all of kind of the, that black excellence, if you will. Um, you know, name dropping a little bit. That was very smart on their behalf. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a good, you know, combination of people. I think I just find it so honestly funny, but iconic that Marlo fucking Hampton has made a whole business plan out of literally renting out her extended wardrobe for twenty five hundred dollars a day. It's iconic. What are your thoughts on it? It's iconic. I I mean, I understand. Okay, Marlo in the money. It's like, follow the money. Like, what's the money trail? We all, it's a huge question mark. I think we all, as long as, as far as, as long as we just accept that for Mar like, we're never going to know where she's getting these tens of thousands of dollars to buy this crazy ass, bougie ass, fabulous, um, life, <laughs> life and wardrobe. Like if we put that out of our minds and just like pretend that she's just like, she just, she just knows she has a steady cash influx. If, as all, if, if we all accept that as re, uh, reality, then we can start to dig in a little bit more into um, just her overall business. It's honestly a very, seems probably extremely marketable and probably profitable business idea. I mean, especially to target like the industry. So if you're thinking about productions, like folks on set, etc., cetera, um, appearances, celebrity appearances. You know, you want to be dripped head to toe in Dior, um, Honey, Mr. Christian Dior, mm -hmm. some sh a little Chanel moment on, um, you know, The View or something. Just something real cute, but you don't want to spend all the penny to buy that outfit. Brilliant. I mean, mm -hmm. shout out to her. And she's using her pieces that she owns already sitting in the closet. I'm sure she doesn't, she probably doesn't repeat many pieces all that often. Put those pieces to work, make money off of the money you spent on. I mean, yeah, I, rent the runway, yeah. but on like a millionaire level. That's all it is. Literally, and from a black woman. And all, in all honesty, to your point, yes, she's not going to repeat any of those pieces hardly because I mean, like one of them was a kimono, like this Korean kimono. Like, she's not going to wear that nowhere like, anymore. And I loved how those pieces had, like, there was a narrative or, like, a story, right? So, to your point, mm. the kimono she wore on that trip to Japan when they went a couple seasons ago. Flashback. You know, that I really love. I love that piece of it, too. So, um, we're, yeah. now, we're not going to talk about how the name of her business is incorrect. <laughs> I think that earlier. And you know what's crazy? I saw that. I was like, if this is supposed to be French... Mm. It wouldn't be L-E, but, you know, I didn't take French. I barely took Spanish, okay? I barely made it through it with a C plus, I think. Ooh. But <laughs> I was, I was, I saw that and I was like, I think this is wrong, but didn't say much. And honey, you know the girls called it and out. You knew the girls that called was, it out. The girls being Kenya more. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I peeped it early on 
in the episode, but I didn't even, I was like, you know what? Maybe it's, maybe it's intentional. I really am giving Marlo a whole lot of grades. I was like, maybe it's intentional. Maybe she knows and she knows she just want to add a little flair. It's a branding moment. It's like, oh, catches your eye because it's wrong. Um, <laughs> we'll, gi- we'll give it to her this time. We'll give it we'll to just her give it to time. her. We're just going to give it to her. But our ladies arrive. Our ladies do arrive. Let's, let's talk through the looks. So, Sonya and Drew were giving twins. Yeah. And I hated both looks and the colors of the... It was a little bit... It was mature. It wasn't very fashion forward. I think Sonya's look was definitely yeah. safe. It was cute. She had the top bun, really flowy dress with mm-hmm. some beading, which was fine. Drew looked like she was going to prom in 2008. So... With a French roll in the back that Marlo later called out. You know out. what? <laughs> you know what? It was... I peeped the bedazzled French roll from the beginning, but it was really when Marlo called it out when it was just, you know, I think I had to hit pause for a second because it was real like that. And then with the, 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 the bedazzle, it just, she needs a stylist. Jesus Christ, Drew needs a stylist. So it was bad. giving like... It was definitely giving wedding, um, but it was giving like the mother of the bride hairdo. Not the mob. But let me stop because I feel like I'm going really hard on Drew this episode. So I'm going to just chill on Drew. (laughs) Who else do we have? What was Sheree wearing, honey? Um, Sheree actually gave us a side part with beach waves. She, her dress, mm. I believe, was like black and white. It was like a texture, hug the body. Mm. Like, like Marlo told her, just come serving body like you always do. And that's what she did with the mean red lip statement. Love that. Um, mm-hmm. Candy. Candy burst Tucker. I mean, I really liked her hair. She had it pulled back in a ponytail, like a pony, like boho mm-hmm. moment. It was very dramatic. Mm-hmm. It was giving white jumpsuit from Kato. I honest, I mean, I will say this: Candy gave us what we what we were to expect from Candy Burris Tucker. So, at least she, at least she did that. She did. Like I love Candy, always with a bag, always with the money, always with a check. But the fashions just don't always quite fashion for me. But. Hey, she's rich. She don't want to spend it on the clothes like that. I ain't mad at it. She want to invest in businesses and homes and things of that nature. So you can't fault her, but I agree. It was definitely your typical Candy Burris Tucker. Your KBT outfit, if you will. A KBT KK for sure. A mean KBT. Now. Oh! What? Honey, you say what you want about Kenya Moore whore, and you say what you don't want. But what I will say is she was for sure best dressed housewife of the night for me. Even over, dare I say, Marlo. Miss Moore that came in. First of all, the body. You remember last season when she was struggling, um, you know, with the like post-COVID, like pandemic body. She had gained weight a bit. That Dancing with the Stars, although she was eliminated, RIP to her there. I know. That body that she walked in with in that white gown with it was giving me pant boot sequined with the pulled back low ponytail face was beat. I was like, they saved the best for last. She looked really good. I was really happy that like I was just 
she gave me like pleasant at that event. It, you know, she didn't come in with her marching band. She came in looking great, off just off, fresh off the plane from LA, I'm sure, with Dancing with the Stars. Unfortunately, she was eliminated, but at least she did win with that body coming out of that program. Talking about drop she it with Drew, no, drop it with D W T S, Dancing with the Stars. That okay, meal that that fitness program is that's the program they need to sell on DVD on Amazon.com. I definitely agree. Kenya looked she so, looked so good. good. I was like, wow, when she stepped in, and everyone knew it. It's like she was running the place. She was the housewife at that event, in my opinion. Like she, she came just in stepped, strong. Came in, she owned the room. She was happy. Everyone was like, oh my god, hi Kenya, hi Kenya. She was fresh. It was literally like what the week after she got eliminated or something, and so it was very fresh in everyone's mind. And I was just happy for her to come in. And um, she was looking so good. I, so, yeah, Drew wanted to squash the beef from last year. Honey, I mean, it's, it's about time to squash that beef. Though. Yeah, I know that was really surface level, and honestly, well, I was gonna say, have we squashed the beef? Because I mean, I'm sure these ladies will always come back and re re season it, if you will, yeah. repurpose any beef that has been made. But I think for the most part, for now, I think you know they were both like, hey, let's just get over it, let's just move forward. And honestly, Kenya is probably like, you know what, girl, I ain't worried about you. I got bigger things to have, have focus on this season. So yeah, I feel like everyone tries to start with the fresh slate so understandable um so uh marlo's looks what are we what are we scoring her looks because you know there were two yeah so marlo's first look was not i like marlo's first look it was good it was cute it was like very the bundles were bundling well bundles were bundling as always but that that second look the strawberry candy esheray coin you know what i actually didn't mind the top like I understand mm-hmm. Same. I the like moment the that she was going for. It was the bottom that I didn't like. Like, the skirt was kind of ill-fitting. It was really, really short and just, it didn't look great. I mean, she looked great, but that, that skirt could have been tucked and, and yanked a little bit um, just to, to give the look a more polished feel. Yeah. But. I feel like if she was trying, she was going for avant-garde, but it sort of did not read that way. It sort of came off that, like, the top was sort of disjointed from the rest yeah. of it. Which then made it seem like it was just added on or like almost like it was just a two piece as opposed to like one moment. Mm -hmm. And so I do wish that she would have brought it a little bit more because we know Marlo, but don't don't get it twisted. She didn't look bad, right? Like it wasn't horrible. It just was not my favorite. And Kenya because Kenya came so hard, it was like, Oh, bitch, you know? Yeah. Um, so what are we thinking about the event? Just as a fly on the wall, what were your overall thoughts? Overall, I think the event was so cute. I think that, you know, the idea around making it like a museum and like the the lay archive, if you will, is still, you know, it's an experience. It's not like a fashion show. You really are going in to admire fine pieces and fine clothing. But with that being said, you're in a huge ballroom. And so I do think that for what she was doing, I got the idea. It's just the execution was a little bit off. Like I wish if the space was a little smaller, still as elegant and extravagant. but more intimate it wouldn't have looked as open yeah. because it doesn't sound like it seems like she just had hors d'oeuvres like even though they were fancy and um expensive hors d'oeuvres they were still just hors d'oeuvres so she wasn't serving you know full course meals so i don't think she necessarily needed a ballroom but this is marlo fucking hampton 
She wanted to be extravagant. She wanted to rent a ballroom. So what did she do? She rented a fucking ballroom. For $40,000. Overall, for $40,000. And so overall, I think the event was really good. It was a great starter event. And honestly, one of the housewives shined during the event. And it was not Marlo Hampton. The housewife for me that shined was Miss Sonia. Because she is being Sheree's little bone collector intern, BCI, if you will. And was really doing the same thing that she did at Drew Sedora and Rav's house in that she wanted to bring to uh, Marlo that the ladies didn't have my same opinion on the event because the ladies were trying to find where the models were, where the fashions were. They just weren't feeling the vibe. And so what did Sonya do? She did what she needed to do and she carried it on to Marlo. So what were your thoughts? Do you agree with me? Do you think, you know, the execution was just soft and it just needed a little fine tuning? Or are you on the lady's side? Was it, you know, did it hit the, did it miss the mark for Marlo Hampton? I definitely see the vision. Like she, Marlo had made a comment about, you know, that she was emulating a more European feel to the event. Um, I do agree that it was like more of a museum showroom and less of a fashion show. I do agree that I wish, you know, it there was some type of seating. Like if it wasn't going to be a seated dinner event, then I would have appreciated just to fill up the room a bit more. But I agree there didn't need to be models. It was very like a come and see the collect, like an unveiling of the collection. Um, it's not like it's mm-hmm, original mm-hmm. design. It's like, you know, a wardrobe. She's showing off her, she's, she's walking them into her closet and putting a price tag on it. That's pretty much it. So I was here for it. Now, as far as Sonya, I, if I was at the event, right? Like we're here, Marlo's is two and a half hours. We're still waiting on the host to arrive. Of course, I'm going to look around and say, well, that's interesting. She chose to do this. Or I would have like naturally critiques about the event, especially if I'm like waiting for the host or, um, mm-hmm. you know, waiting for the event to begin. And it's like way past starting time. You told me to be here at seven and it's 930 and we still just staring at each other. But the way in which I just love the reaction to the bone collecting, the way Miss Marlowe Hampton came over and sat down and started to read each and every one of everybody right then and there. That was great television. Very entertaining. Sonia, I'm, I see the role that she's playing and honestly, I'm not mad at it i feel like it doesn't seem disingenuous especially just knowing that she is jamaican she seems to be very upfront with her feelings and doesn't hold back so bone collecting seems like um a character trait that she would naturally have it was to me it was hilarious how we saw sheree and sonya walk on over to marlo do what they did and make their way back so Miss Ray Whitfield is falling into her old ways. But I love to see it. Miss Sonya Ross is following right behind. I'm not mad at it. They're shaking it up. You know, they're keeping them on the toes because at the end of the day, we do need conflict. And they were talking shit. And yes, Marlo was late, but they were for sure talking shit. And I know that Marlo is going to feel some kind of way about Kenya saying something about the laptop as well. And so it's one of those things where like, no matter how harmless the shade may be you're a housewife if you go throw shade at me and i don't like you throwing shade at me i'ma read you and the way marlo is marlo i feel like marlo is going to take some of the reads personally I she's do. extremely emotional and you because know what that's just, we need to look up her sign what is her sign because she honestly let's look it up she's extremely emotional i bet she's i wonder if she a cancer she might be or a pisces february 7th so she's an aquarius 
And honestly, my mom's an Aquarius. Mine too. Honey, Angie and Aggie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, I agree. Like, yeah, Sonya is acting as little charades mini me, but I think it it makes for great television. You know, we are entering next week now with some sort of conflict, if you will, between their interactions. So. Again, it's giving us entertainment. It's doing what we need to do. It's bringing us here for what we came for. So I'm excited. Yeah, It was a great, well-rounded episode. Um, We saw a cute little snapshot of where each of the ladies are in their lives. What's, you know, what's kind of... We we get a taste of where the drama will start to unfold, which is exciting. We had a strong event in the first episode, which I love, versus just, you know, kicking around Atlanta. There was an actual event. And yeah, I mean... The fashions, the pieces. It seems like we we have some good stuff coming this season. It was definitely a very strong foundation to kick off season 14 with. I'm curious, you know, it's about that time, listeners, for us to introduce one of our segments for this season. We are going to, each week, each episode, we're going to choose one housewife to be our peach of the week. Mm -hmm. This was something that Fresh and I always talked about. Because we always be like, oh, this housewife is better, or this housewife was good this week, or this housewife really read us, read them down for filth this week. And so it's just a great way to highlight, you know, the episode and highlight which housewife, you know, we think stood out. So, Frizz, who was your peach of the week for episode one of season 14? You know, if I could give all the ladies the peach of the week, I would. But unfortunately, there is one standout star for me this week. And that standout star is Miss Kenya Moore. She showed up and let us know, listen, I have shed the weight. I have shed the man. It's just me, my baby, my money, my life, my dancing, all of the things. Um, She was consistent with the looks. She was, look, you know, the way she was looking, the way she was feeling. I, I felt a, an air of confidence, not quite conceited, but confident from her that I feel like has been lacking for the past couple seasons. Again, we hate to love Miss Kenya more, but it's really refreshing to see her on top, see her still hanging in there. Um, she's seasoned at this point as a housewife. She's been, been pretty consistent with what she brings to us as viewers. And yeah, I, I give her the peach of the week because she really started off this season strong. Uh, okay, that's a good one. That's, so a that's good my one. vote. Honey, my peach of the week, which I'm pretty sure is no surprise because I've talked to her about her actually pretty frequently this episode, is the newbie, Miss Sonya. Oh, I'm going to give it to Sonya because, okay. you know, I, typically when housewives enter the scene, right, they are in this space of playing it safe. They want to make everyone happy. They want to be friends with everyone. They don't want to ruffle feathers. They sort of want to just play it easy and just glide by. Mm-hmm. Honey, episode one, damn near scene one, but what, scene two or three? Sonya is being a bone collector and, you know, holding people accountable for like, wait, you said this over here, so we should talk about it over here too because that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about our grievances. We're here to talk about everything going on. And I feel like she does it in a way that, yes, one would consider it messy, but I feel like she's just telling the truth, like specifically how she brings up Drew and 
Rav situation. It wasn't off on some like, girl, tell him what he did. It was very much like, you know, I just wanted to check in. It, it came off believable. Whether or not it was believable or not, I don't there know. There is an authenticity but it comes to off her that, for like, sure. There is for sure an authenticity to her because, and to your point, she's from Jamaica. She is you know, from the motherland. She's not, not the motherland, but she's from Jamaica. So like she's used to, they keep it straight where she's from. Her family is very, you know, it is what it is. You see a little snapshot into her mom and her siblings as well. And you see that, you know, they keep it 100 on how they're feeling, what's going on and what's on their mind. So I feel like in these moments, she's like, hey, I know that you were talking to me about this, but if the cameras are on and Candy's gonna see it or Marlo's gonna see it anyway, we might as well talk about it as a group. And I think that is a great mind to have because in order to have entertainment and interaction, you have to be willing to talk about it. And you have to be willing to open your mouth and actually, you know, give controversial opinions and say the things that no one wants to say. And I think Sonya may be the one that's willing to do that in a way that was different and sort of better than some of our older new housewives like I think of Eva for instance like she would try to do it but she would just be lying on not only others but also what she said and so I think you know there's a way to do it where you're being not being messy but you're just being real and being like hey let's talk about it because we all here for one job and that's the same job so let's do it so honey I'm giving Miss Sonya my peach of the week yeah yeah I see what you're saying you like you like you had yeah. mentioned earlier she's not from the industry she's not someone who has married for money <laughs> she's seems like a woman who has really earned all that she has and has a very strong relationship with her family her marriage seems solid um and someone who like works for works you know not that the other ladies don't work for what they have you know it, it's very mm -hmm. like real so i see i see why you chose her honey so who do we give it to should we give it to the viewers at home to choose on our social media between the two i think that's how we do it so that's what we're gonna do peeps we're gonna post my peach of the week and free this is Feature of the Week, Miss Sonya Richards Ross and Miss Kenya Moore. Mm -hmm to our social media and you let us know who you think is the peach of the week this week I'm still gunning for Sonya but I do fuck with Kenya I think this season is gonna be good for her so I'm feeling both of them honestly yeah you can't go wrong with either one but I'm gonna need y'all to choose Kenya please Ooh. not a friendly competition <laughs> an FC Alrighty. it's giving competition <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I think this is a good, solid first episode. We're going to come back next week, same time, same place. Please Absolutely. come with all the shade, all the keys, all the laughs, because I know these peaches will. Absolutely. Any final words, Frizz? I'm going to just say hold on to your wigs as we embark mm. on this Rahua journey together. We have made it past the first episode. There is so much more to come. I'm looking forward to really just breaking it down. Key King, if you will. Ooh. Right here on this. It is Black Reality Key King, honey. Ooh, come take a VRK. Um, come take a VRK. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I think that we're going to have a lot to talk about. And, you know, just 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 us and our thoughts and, and y'all's ears. That's all it really is. That's all it is. So come back next week. We'll be back for episode two of season 14 of Real Housewives of Atlanta. But until then, keep it peachy, hun. Bye. Thanks for listening to Black Reality Kiki. Like and subscribe for more from your favorite Black Reality gurus. Till next time, keep it peachy, y'all. Bye.